0: is Sober Reference. You're listening to A Sober Story, digestible conversations filled with evidence that you can do anything without picking up a drink. We share more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com, and hope you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. For more information about today's guest, visit our show notes. We hope you find this content valuable and leave feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential enjoy.
1: Hi, I'm Zoe Lozier. I'm the creator of Sober Old Soul. I am 28 right now, uh, currently almost a year and a half sober. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that someone saw my page and wanted to engage with me. I think that's awesome. It's definitely been my goal to to connect with other people and my sobriety. I've definitely found that a little difficult to navigate as a 20-year-old in my 20s. So yeah, just grateful to be here. More recently, grateful that the stomach bug that my children have had over the last two weeks now has officially left my household. Super happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So being in your twenties drinking, I've just learned that you're also a mom. What did a drink give to you and what did a drink steal from you?
1: So I grew up in a household where drinking just was. It was very heavily done by every member of my family. I come from a long lineage of (laughs) overdrinkers. I grew up watching my parents drink at every family gathering, you know, baby showers, birthday parties, your cousins, you know, 15th, sweet 16th birthday party, you know, just bring your case of beer. It's just always like a party. So growing up, my parents would let me drink. I think the first time I had a drink with my parents, I was 14. They handed me a Mickey's. And I thought it was cool because I had a little riddle on the inside. And I was like, oh, I'm being included. This is awesome. It was like a rite of passage for me. So drinking started as this is just meant to be like, this is, this is what people do. And it wasn't until I started reaching 15, 16, that I started to see my friends and their parents and how they interact to know that, hey, something's not right with how my family is doing this. You know, right around the time I start drinking, ironically, I start to notice patterns in my parents that I hate. My dad has been on and off sober since the day before my 16th birthday. So as a child, I felt very unstable in my family environment on the weekends, especially. It got to a point where I was driving my parents home and my siblings because I felt like I was more comfortable. I learned how to drive when I was 14 for that specific reason. Also, I just wanted to drive because that was like my desire. I wanted to be grown. I thought I had it all figured out. So yeah, I had a pretty tumultuous relationship with alcohol from the start, but I wanted to do it. I loved drinking. Drinking was like, of I tried smoking weed when I was in my teens. I had always had pothead boyfriends and um, weed was just never my drug of choice. It was always, I want to get drunk. I want to have fun. I want to do silly things. I was also a teen mom. I got pregnant at 16 and I had my son at 17 and I am no longer with my son's father, but we have a good co-parenting relationship now, but I pretty much had just a really toxic teenage years and it wasn't until my son was born and I got a little bit older that my drinking really started progressing. I'd say around 1920 is when I started drinking more. My boyfriend at the time was over 21. At that point in time, my parents didn't care if I drank, they're like, oh, you're an adult now, even though it's not legal, you know, we'll give it, we know that you're not going to be reckless with it. But I was, so I kind of around the same time you said around 22, I think I started like going, huh, I don't know. I don't know if these blackouts are just like normal because all my friends are experiencing them. Or if this is like, if I'm going down the path that I see my parents on now, but I didn't want to stop. I was like, you know, everyone else is doing it. I had a baby young. So if I want to, if I get a sitter and I want to let loose, I'm allowed to do so. I started ramping up my drinking around 21. So I met my now husband and the father of our second child. And we were just balls to the wall. <laughs> we were Jack Daniels. We were the bar drinkers. I was playing pool. I thought I was some kind of badass. We were just, living our best life, but we're going fast and hard. It, It was drinking on the weekends. There was some drug use too. We definitely were, um, weekend cokeheads. We loved to party. We wanted the drunk buzz, but we also wanted to prolong the party. So that helped us with that. And I think because I was always responsible and didn't do that kind of thing around my kids. I always got a sitter. I always was on my own time when I self destructed. I never really kept myself in check because of that. And sure enough, my marriage just started getting rocky. We were having communication issues. We'd go to talk about serious thing, but we would be drunk, so it would come out just vile and spiteful. It was just this constant loop of just not communicating properly. So I I started seeing my alcohol consumption for what it really was at that point. I was like 25, 26. And we drastically cut back at that point. We stopped drinking liquor. I was like, oh, we'll just drink White Claws. That'll fix it. <laughs> like I will not drink liquor anymore. I'll be fixed. I'll be fine. It's just shots. Cause I got to a point where I was drinking liquor and I was peeing the bed regularly. And I was like, oh, it's just cause I've had kids. I have a small bladder. It's fine. No, it can't be cause I have a drinking problem. It's just because of those things. So we cut back liquor, pandemic happened. So then it's like, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. So it was just like the drinking on the weekends just started picking up. Days off, I was drinking during the day. I really compartmentalized my drinking problem too, because I was like, oh, I don't drink when I wake up. Like when I first get out of bed, I don't get blackout every time I drink, which that kind of just started happening more often too. I just kind of put all those thoughts in the back of my mind, just kept doing what I was doing and just. The fight started getting more serious. My kids, I could tell they weren't very happy. I don't really want to say that I got to a point where my kids could tell that we were intoxicated. I've actually asked my my 10 year old, I've said, you know, was there ever a time where you felt unsafe? And he goes, No, but you did argue one night pretty bad that I remember. And I could tell that something was off. And that's something that was regular in my childhood. So that really broke my heart to hear. I had one big huge fight with my husband at my little sister's birthday party. We were at my sister's birthday party, but well, actually I was DDing early that night for other relatives who got wasted early on. I like drove them home, came back. And then I got drunk. My husband was wasted and he ended up wanting to leave at like two o'clock in the morning. We had our kids. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not like, I know we live two miles away, but I've had too much. Like I'm done. And I've done that song and dance one too many times. I pushed my luck with DUIs. I've never had one, but I, I should have by now. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So we had a huge fight and he walked home. It was January. He didn't have a coat. He didn't have his phone. He didn't have keys. Um, He had nothing. And he walked all the way home and um, then continued to drink the whole rest of the next day. And I was so angry with him, but I drank with him that whole next day. It was Sunday before Monday. I was going to get my last couple of drinks in. And I woke up that Monday and I downloaded the I Am Sober app. I was <laughs> like, I'm done. Like I cannot, I can't keep doing this. I'm I'm so run down. I'm gonna keep finding these like personal, emotional rock bottoms. And it's just gonna keep going deeper. Like, what it was it gonna take for me to just not want to put myself through this anymore? Like, this isn't even fun. Why am I doing it? So I stopped. I made the decision to stop completely. We were just taking a break, but I immediately knew I was like, this is it. This is my chance to actually follow through with it. That's pretty much what led me to that. I had enough of my own shit. I was tired of feeling awful. I was tired of waiting to become my parents in a certain sense. I love my parents. I understand they fight with their own demons and I have a great relationship with them to this day. My dad's actually been sober now for I think a little over a year he stopped a couple months after I did and now he's my favorite person to get and try non-alcoholic drinks with. Mm-hmm. He's always like, "Oh, I have this new release flavor you want to try?" I'm like, "Yay!" like, "Yes, I love this bonding for us."
0: Yeah, so, I'm over know. here and just <laughs> nodding so much cuz I relate a lot. In my late teens, I also went through big life event. You had children, I had an eating disorder and was in a relationship with a man who is 22 and bought me alcohol. And I loved that because I could drink wine, a lot of wine and cry about how sad I was because I was yeah. sick. And I thought that that was therapy, you know, <laughs> like perfect, you know, like I'm getting my needs met. I'm allowing myself to emotionally release. And this poor man um, just absorbed so much. I think at the time I was just like, we had such a tumultuous relationship. But now that a decade has passed, I see how much he gave me by just like mm-hmm. sitting there and allowing me to like fully. Vent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it wasn't the healthy choice to drink a lot of wine and cry all night, but it's like the best I knew how to do at that time in my life. Um, it's kind of
1: trained in society too. Like, oh, this is like cheaper than therapy. And it's like, this is nothing like therapy. This is what you're been-
0: over (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) we need more therapy now
1: Yeah,
0: and then I also like I resonate with I also had my first drink with my parents who drink responsibly but drink every night so I thought it was totally normal when I was able to get by my own alcohol to drink every night because like I've seen this happen my entire life and I resonate with realizing that this wasn't actually like good for me. Something was not okay, but not wanting to stop yet. Um, I'm curious if there were any like poignant fears that held you back from choosing to stop drinking before that moment of grace where you were just like, um, enough is enough.
1: Honestly, because my entire relationship with my husband was kind of revolving around alcohol and we have had I mean, we had so much drinking history together. I was really scared deep down that was going to be the end of us. I was like, what do we have? And obviously we have we have much more roots than alcohol, but that was one of my biggest fears. Like, oh my gosh, what if I'm boring? What if he doesn't like me? I just didn't know. I was scared. And then it was always like, well, I can't stop right now because Christmas is coming up or I can't do this because then we're going to go camping. And what are we going to do when we go camping? It was really overwhelming just thinking about minute tasks, sober. I was like, I don't know how to do any of this sober. I haven't done anything sober, like celebratory since I was like, what, 16, 17. It was just very nerve wracking. I have terrible social anxiety too, which is hilarious because I was always the girl that was getting carried out of the bar because they got too drunk and made an ass of themselves. Because I would get so nervous about interacting with people that I I would just down drinks. Down and down 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 i down until I'm that girl that everyone's like, oh my gosh, get her out of here. So I think I was just scared to, to be at peace with myself too. I had no idea how to navigate my emotions. I had no idea how to be myself or if I even liked myself. I would get drunk and hate myself. I knew how to hate myself. I didn't know how to like myself and I was really just nervous about that. And then, then with that came, Oh, what if my husband doesn't like me?
0: You're speaking right to my soul. I had the exact same fears. My husband and I were like running buddies. Like I loved being social with him and feeling like I was one of his friends and I'd never had so many friends (laughs) in my life. And it was awesome. But of course, like secretly it was also killing me inside, which, turns out isn't the truth for a lot of people, like people who can drink normally, don't hate themselves all the time. So I also like had such a hard time thinking, how is this going to change my relationship with my husband? Am I going to like, want to hang out with his friends anymore? And to be completely honest, no, my relationship with my husband's friends has changed dramatically. I also wondered what's our intimacy going to be like that has also been a whole journey, which has been challenging, but very rewarding. And ultimately I thought, what if, what if this is the thing that just makes us not compatible? And that was a really big reason why I resisted it so much. Cause I had created a normalcy around these are the people I hang out with. This is the man that I love and our relationship very often included drinking. So what does that mean, right? I hear you say, am I going to like myself? Am I going to like these other people? Are they going to like me when I take away this factor that's always been present for us? I really, really resonate with that. So tell me what it's like now. So two years ago, you're sitting there thinking, oh no, there's just too many things at stake. Like, I don't know if I can risk putting down alcohol for my benefit, if it's going to perhaps hinder the relationships around me and all these things that I hold dear. What would you tell that girl who has all these fears and is so much uncertainty about what the reality is like for you?
1: So I would tell her that she needs to get out of her head and she just needs to do it because it has been so rewarding. I used to cry myself to sleep every single night. I would argue with my husband. I'd get too drunk. He'd be too drunk. He'd fall asleep i drink the rest of what we have. I'd sob. I'd wake up hungover. I'd say never again. I'd do the same thing the next night. Now, I'm not going to say sobriety is easy. It's not. But it is so worth it to come home and not have to do something to unwind. I literally am just living for the first time in a long time. I can come home. I can decompress in a healthy way without drinking alcohol, without poisoning myself, without numbing myself. I can feel my emotions. I have to kind of take a step back sometimes and realize when things are getting too heated or I'm I'm getting really emotional, like what's triggering me. So really kind of figuring out what my different triggers are and how to manage my stress has been big. I've done a lot of self-reflecting. Honestly, that's probably the number one thing that I've done. And just releasing that guilt that you have when you're in active addiction, that has been a big thing for me. The part of me that was broken is healing. And I have to let that girl go and realize that I'm doing so much better for myself now. And I mean, my marriage is much happier. I feel like my kids are a lot more stable and grounded at home at night. It's not like, hold on, wait, let me get a drink first, and then we'll talk. It's a lot more connection. It's a lot more authenticity in the household, which is nice. That's what I would tell myself. Get out of your head and just do it. Because once you start doing it, it's overwhelming at first, but it's like you start to learn things about yourself and that you can handle things. And it's like, oh, it's not that scary. I just needed to
0: do it. Are there any specific things that you've handled or experienced that you feel proud of or a sense of accomplishment over?
1: My family vacation since I was little, that was the first time I ever got throw up sick from alcohol. (laughs) Like that was a big party week. That was the one week where it was acceptable to be drunk by 9.00 AM. Like that everyone else is doing it. Like why not? So my first family vacation, I was really, really nervous for my husband. When we quit, I quit first. He never made any promises to quit with me. And that was huge stress for me in the beginning. I was like, oh, well, if you can't do it, how am I going to do it? And I put a lot of my worry and stress on him, which was so wrong. But he had made his mind up if he wanted to drink or not. And he had told me that he possibly did on vacation. And I was like, I was just so nervous. I was like, what if I can't handle him being drunk? What if I can't resist saying no to a drink if he's drinking? Like, I just didn't know how to navigate it. So we ended up just buying like a bunch of seltzer waters and non-alcoholic beers. I had read Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker and also This Naked Mind. Those were my first two books, Quit Lit, that I read that helped me through my first couple of months. So I had those with me, just kind of went into it. And I was really proud of myself because we made it through the whole vacation. I didn't even want to drink. Uh, I was really proud of myself. I was watching my family members drink around me and I was not triggered by it at all. I was very happy. I was hanging out with and I was able to drive everywhere. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can drive on this vacation. I don't have to ask for DDs. This is wonderful. This is freedom." And I didn't even realize it had gotten to that point. It was nice. It was nice to do that. We we're also big campers, so going camping without being hammered the whole time is nice. I was like, "Wow, this is so much more beautiful now that I'm not drunk and looking through like wasted lens." Just little things like that. Honestly, I haven't done anything. I feel like super big. I've just started living for the first time. Well,
0: that is super big, because what it sounds like is you were saying like a fear you had is like, how do I go camping? Because for me, and I know I thought, well, it did. Like alcohol in a lot of ways made things a little bit more like fun or exciting. You said earlier, like just be silly, and I think I just didn't consider what other options there were for an experience. Like if camping's not fun and silly, like What is it? Well, it sounds like it's peaceful and relaxing and like there are a lot of other options available to us that are, sounds like like sustainable and feels good to you, fill you up. Thanks for listening to Sober Reference. We hope you found this content valuable and are leaving feeling inspired to drink less, live more and meet your potential. You can find more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com. We hope that you'll connect with us on social media, search Sober Reference now, and look for our logo. Great job taking in sober positive content today. Until next time, this is Sober Reference, and we are so glad that you're here.